What's up, everyone? It is May 21st, 2019. Welcome in to Washington Football Crunch. I am Micah Chen, and joining me is Luke Monger and Jackson Garner. So UW is very slowly filling up the recruiting class of 2020. This past weekend, a local product out of Hawkinson, Sawyer Racanelli, announced his commitment. Now, the state of Washington has a lot of talent in 2020 that UW football fans really want to get on their roster. I mean, I'm talking Sam Adams Jr., Aiden Hector, DJ Rogers. Those guys may or may not all be on the same team. But to me, Luke, it really seems like UW fans have a soft spot for Sawyer Racanelli. They seem to like him, connect with him on a personal level. Do you see that as well? Yeah, it feels like just looking through Dogman's message boards and then just kind of the Twitterverse uh, that people are all over Sawyer Racanelli. And I think rightly so. I mean, obviously... Uh, He's a good player, had an offer from Michigan, UCLA. Um, but one trend that I've noticed, which I think is funny, and I'm sure a label that Sawyer doesn't necessarily want. I mean, obviously, uh, people say that he'll either play linebacker or wide receiver at the next level and think that he could be good at both uh, or either. Um, but there are already the Sawyer, Racanelli, Cooper Cup labels. I think no. that's not. Fair. I think the Huskies have missed oh. on one too many white receivers from the state. <laughs> you know, like that's what the fans are reacting like they're like oh yes we got our guy and it's like okay yeah like they really liked him they offered him but let's not call you know, Cooper that's Cup actually yet, not just because really he's a big white guy that's yeah. not really fair to cooper cup either because that is pretty much the only cup commonality between the two much i mean just watching them play Cup seems much more uh, swift with his routes, just the overall yeah, more Cup crisp. Is, Cup is way Cup smaller. Cup is a legendary route runner. What are we talking about? He's literally one of the best to ever do it in Washington. Is it? And he's, I mean, he's producing in the NFL as well. Is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cup is smaller. No, he's not, not no, much. Cup he's like six two. Deceptively large. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they're he's both, every bit they're of both six like two. Six two. And yeah. Racknell is listed three. at six three, which makes him like six two and a quarter at most. So yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty much exactly the same. Two hundred five pounds each. Uh. Cup is a little longer. I I bet you maybe Cup has some longer arms and uh, and that that can that can maybe give the illusion that he's uh that they're that they're similar. Uh, that's not. I, I really didn't come up with that comparison off the bat. I mean, that's it, it, a little a little you, ambitious. Yeah, that would imply he wouldn't. would get playing time no. early and, if, and and be productive like Cup mm-hmm. as well because that's his biggest selling point is production. Yeah, yeah. No. Seriously. I mean, I, I honestly I I had been under the impression until recently that he was going to be a linebacker. Um, so I had kind of labeled him Tevis so when, Bartlett. When people say linebacker, receiver, are they talking like strong safety type or legit like Mike? Like, I think like throw on 20 pounds, oh. Mike linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> Probably but, more like 30. <laughs> yeah. Six, three because frame. I mean, re- yeah. And then realistically, who knows how heavy he is. If he's listed at 205, he may or may not be. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting for sure. That It sounds like right now Junior Adams was the one who offered him. They're taking him as a receiver right now. Um, there's speculation that he could end up playing either, kind of depending on how the class fills out. But I don't think they would be that ambiguous with him, right? I think well, they'd probably well, tell him I, one way or the other. Yeah. I think that what gives him such a, that, that's what gives him such a high ceiling with UW fans that, oh, if he doesn't do well at one position his first two years, we can just move him over. Like with other recruits in the state of Washington, yeah. like like yeah. Sam, well, Sam, Adams, Sam Adams Jr., I mean, you know what you're getting. You're getting a workhorse running back. You know, DJ Rogers, you're getting a vertical mm-hmm. threat tight end. With Racanelli, he's an untold story. Like he, he, has, he has a lot of qualities that and also kind of an underdog feel to him you know like coming from a small town 
um, you know, grinding his way, you know, uh, through uh, kind of carrying a team a little bit, even though he is surrounded by a lot of talent. That that also kind of adds to his value and, and his Certainly. charm as well. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, the Huskies have done kind of similar things in the past, although it seems not necessarily super efficient. Uh, but they let Caleb McGarry try to play defensive line when they wanted him at offensive line all along. Uh, they had Will Disley play defensive line and then switched him over to tight end. And then most recently with Alex Cook, they gave him two years at wide receiver and then switched him over to safety. So they've kind of, I don't know, been willing to kind of experiment with the athletes that they bring in at different positions before ultimately uh, letting them transition elsewhere. And that's like, I'm not necessarily saying that's what's going to happen with Sawyer, uh, but I think it's definitely something to kind of keep an eye on, especially as his first, I don't know, 18 months on campus unfold, see how that kind of goes for him. If he's able to generate some buzz in practice, uh, realistically, it'll be pretty crowded in that receiver room. I'd imagine by the time he's there as a freshman. So I think most of the strides that he'll have to be making would be kind of in fall and spring camp. But yeah, I I think it's an exciting haul for the Huskies nevertheless, because like there's something just about like a two a kid from your state coming to your big school like it just it just feels cool you know yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is it's just it's like very it's an easy story to root for you know it's it's this it's isn't nice. kyler gordon coming from archbishop murphy like this is a legit like no town <laughs> yeah yeah it will be interesting however with that being said sawyer it would have been fun watching you continue <laughs> your hundred reception seasons it would have been Fun to watch you <laughs> shatter the record books and and pillage and plunder your way through the Pac-12, but unfortunately, you will probably now ride the bench for two years, develop yourself <laughs> get into moved a linebacker <laughs> to a, a slot role, and then perhaps your senior year you might take over. No, no, I, I'm I'm just joking. Well, I, do, yeah, do like, you really believe that Jackson that no, Sawyer, Sawyer uh, knows that he might have just left a hundred plus receptions on the table by not. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure. Like every every receiver, every receiver knows that. But you know, at, at the end of the day, that's like you go to UW, you watch what they do, you you see how that program behaves, and it's like it's hard not to want to be a part of that. I I don't uh, I don't fault him. I do think that it ultimately would have been better for his career. I mean, he's, I, I think the moving him to linebacker would be absolutely foolish. He's a receiver to well, me. What's interesting is you mentioned, and I have never, I've never well. actually, well, yeah, I've never actually seen him play in person. I've only watched his film, but the man looks like a receiver to me. what were you going to say, Luke? Uh, I just think it's interesting that you mentioned slot receiver because kind of the first person I thought of when I mm-hmm. saw Sawyer Racanelli was Jordan Matthews. Uh, oh, you know, like the former, okay. wasn't he a Vanderbilt guy? Yes. And then played at the Eagles and is like a six, three, 215 pound slot receiver. Yeah. He's not necessarily like, he's a good athlete, but he's not necessarily like, uh, like a sub four. Yeah. Four yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Th- like a four flat shuttle. Like he's, that might be a more like realistic, comp- like comparison. That's than, just kind of what than, I thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, instead of going directly to cup. Yeah. Probably something more <laughs> more level-headed. Yeah, or just like maybe a little more level two thinking. Just to, yeah. to take one more step. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. but I, I, There's been um, so few white receivers. Oh, I guess Jordy Nelson, never mind. But I just thought like 
there's been so few the wide Patriots. receivers that look like Cooper Cup, yeah, like Patriots. like legit, like over six feet tall. Because most of the wide receivers like five eleven, five ten. Yeah, kind um, of reminders. So like, I just feel yeah. like for the next decade or two, people are going to compare any receiver above six feet to Cooper Cup, just because that's the guy that everybody knows now. Which I don't know why it wouldn't be Jordy Nelson. I, it probably could be as well. Yeah. Uh, well, for a while, every white like year, yeah. All the little white receivers were compared to Wes Welker, and now like Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. You know what? You know, Even the little yeah, black receivers were compared to Wes Welker. Anybody that was five yeah. nine and really quick was good. Was said yeah. to be the next Wes. <laughs> That's what people said about Tavon Austin. Um, well, well, let's talk speed right now because, uh, like, he. Do you think his electronic forty would be above or below four seven seven right now? Oh. Oh man, that's tough. I think it'd it'd be in the four sevens. Would be my guess. Be which is why I said right four seven there. seven. <laughs> yeah, I feel you like know, that'd be exactly gonna, what it is. I'm going to take a leap of faith and and go slightly below. I'm going four seven four. But I have you're, no you're idea. Saying, you're saying you're saying that to please the fans. Yeah, I'm, and I'm yeah. saying electronic. Yeah. I'm saying running at the combine. What do you go, what do you run below four seven seven? Oh. Um, see the thing is, I could see him checking at like a four seven five. And that's what I'm yeah. saying below. That's Let's why, both that's, go that's below. Why I think it's a fair. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could also see him running like a 4.82 right now just because he's like 18 years old, still ha- hasn't got a chance. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing. Speeding. I mean, I, I was remembering your 4.77 and I wanted to go back in time and check on it. And yeah, I mean, Marcus Spiker ran a 4.83 in high school yeah. and he was still a top yeah. 100 recruit, right? So, I mean, it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't think it's a huge deal either way. But I like, I think he... I think he's probably right in that four seven five range. So four seven seven might have actually hit it on the nose. Great job, Banker. Yeah, and that's my, that was my point. Yeah, I wanted to see if uh, anybody believed he was in the four eight range right now, uh, which he'd probably be pissed about because <laughs> he probably knows his speed really well. Well, maybe he'll have, maybe he'll have to come on the podcast and prove himself. Maybe he'll have to run a four a live forty. Can you imagine if, that? If he wants to, if he wants to kind of keep this uh, humble <laughs> small town persona going, <laughs> you know what we should he, do. You would, would join us. We should, we should reach out to all the prep athletes who we have called BS on their forty times. <laughs> and have, go, go to a field, have a live, live episode of where we watch them run their forties and get it all electronically timed, and then mm. they have to, they come on before they run. Predict. They talk, predict, make their case. Then post run, they have to show themselves. And if They're they run, if they run lower than if they run lower than what what we said they'd run, or than than uh, what they have listed, then they can let us have it. We will yeah. eat but a crow. If 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 they don't, I have no no qualms with letting an eighteen year old kid have it. I will. Uh, I will let him know where his place is. Sounds like a win-win. <laughs> they should do it now. <laughs> so the Arizona Cardinals lost their starting cornerback, Patrick Peterson. He was suspended for the first six games of the season for some performance-enhancing drugs. And a lot of people in the Seattle area are assuming that Byron Murphy is just going to become the starter because that makes sense, right? Murphy is awesome, and everyone in Arizona should just be happy. They should be grateful to have him, to shut up and start him and be happy that you got one of the best corners in the draft. But unfortunately, it's not that simple because multiple reports actually have Murphy staying in the slot while Tremaine Brock, a 10-year NFL veteran, is being projected to get the first chance to become the starter. So we want to clear the air right now. Luke, what do you have for us when it comes to Byron Murphy's chances? You know, it has to be pretty darn good, just considering the fact with the Patrick Peterson news um, and... 
I don't know. I mean, he's a guy that was essentially a first round draft pick. I mean, obviously he was the, the first pick of the second round, but he, he's in uh, like sort of that talent range. You know, I think it, it just makes sense. And everybody will want him to succeed so bad down there. I'm not sure that Arizona uh, is good enough of a team that they can't just kind of toss their fans a bone. You know what I mean? All right. Like here's, yeah, you know what? Like, well, our- he's going to play no matter what. I mean, he's yeah. projected to be the slot corner and, NFL has this weird like desire to have veterans get the first opportunity, whether it's with quarterbacks. Uh, they they always want to see something somewhat proven, like Tremaine Brock, because I mean, yeah, he has to factor into this right now. Yeah, and then and there are a couple veterans on that team, uh, Robert Alford, for example. Well, he's uh, gonna start no matter what. Yeah, I he's mean, played he, eighty-eight he's penciled games. In. There's no open, yeah. open competition for his spot. No, uh, but. Yeah, Tremaine Brock is a guy who's been around forever. I feel like he's has he now been on every team in the NFC West. Forty Nine er, and he was a Seahawk at one point. Um, but he was a Seahawk for like half a second, wasn't he? But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the thing is, is especially on a young team, though, I mean, you'd have to think. That, like, just looking through the roster right now, I mean, obviously they drafted Kyler Murray in the first round. Uh, they took what four wide receivers in the draft. Uh, like this is, I don't know. Like they they have Robert and Kimadiche on their line. Uh, they have a pretty young team. Buda Baker, for example, they're not a team that's going to like compete for um, any significant postseason action. So that for that reason, I don't think like especially with Patrick Peterson out for six games, why not just toss Byron Murphy to the Wolves and prepare him to be uh, your cornerback of the future or, or or part of the i guess your future secondary we want to send our condolences to the family of bob schlorette he's a former mm-hmm. two-time rose bowl champion and uh, he passed away this uh week at the age of 79 and what makes this story unique is that outside of being a two-time rose bowl champion he did it all with a blind eye which yeah as a, a fake optim i gotta make sure i get this right optim optometrist yeah the, the the doctor that observes the eyes huh, there you um, go it basically makes it difficult to judge depth perception so we, yeah you know you see a receiver downfield and then just in general it makes sports a lot harder and what For makes sure. this what makes it surprising though is that bob didn't know that his eye he he didn't know that he had a problem with his eye until he got it diagnosed in the military a grinder I, this I don't understand. How <laughs> this is possible? How do you not know that one of your eyes is busted? Because he's too like, tough you, for that. You had an accident when you were a kid, you know, with a firecracker blowing up in your eye, and then I understand that you get used to it. He's like, yeah, but, well, yeah. Fine. I mean, that's just one of those things. I don't it's, need your help. It's such like a great story of older generations because it's like, yeah, sure, like. Maybe it doesn't hurt yeah. you anymore, but you have to know it doesn't work. Like you have to have tried blinking once with your other <laughs> eye, like winking and being like, "Oh, it, it's now absolutely dark. I can't see a thing." Right? <laughs> like it's just <laughs> no. It's just complete yeah. denial. Yeah, it's fine. That's I'm fine. <laughs> Didn't he play? It wasn't even yeah. Like a he played DB. And a he punted, which is funny because like obviously Bob Schlorette is Schlorette ugh, is from obviously an era during which not even my parents were alive to watch him play Husky football. So mm-hmm. like my recollection of him is zero. So it's been, I mean, obviously it's not, it, it's a tragedy that he died and it's very sad, but it, it, it's given, I think my generation an yeah. opportunity to kind of look back 
at the history of Husky football, right? Because you, you like have the 1960 claimed national title and he was the MVP of that Rose Bowl. And uh, like, it's just crazy looking at this. He averaged 35.9 passing yards and 21.1 rushing yards per game. Uh, right? Ex- That's winning football. It's just like, it's crazy stuff. And it's just, it's so, so awesome to hear. It's just a lot of low scoring games. Like. It's 35 oh, passing yeah. yards is basically what, quarterbacks do on one possession yeah he'd basically like no he'd like move the sticks and then pin someone back on like their three yard line with an epic punt (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, right (laughs) it's just uh yeah the original i want to make sure we get this timeline right so he went to the military straight out of gresham high school and then from there he just kind of waltzed into a starting quarterback role when the army or the military didn't want him because of his eye is that kind of it sounds kind of like that's right. Um, that's that's insane. Football was so weird back then. It's it was really weird a back then. Time. It's funny to think of just like how the dynamic of recruiting has changed too. You know, just that. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I I think probably technology has made it easier to recruit kids like outside of your own home state, right? But it's just funny. Absolutely. That it's like, oh, UW, who at the time I guess like was sort of a powerhouse. Oh, like was sort of a powerhouse on the West Coast, right? Is still just mm-hmm. like oh, like this military kid. It is it, just military doesn't yeah, have exactly. a blind kid. Yep, starting quarterback right and <laughs> win a couple Rose Bowls for us, and yeah, it's just okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah, Seattle Seattle Times Matt Collins yeah. wrote a nice story mm-hmm. about uh, that's the one I'm referencing as well, and with featuring quotes from yeah, that's kind of cool too. That I, I, I also. Uh, didn't know that he coached after too and yeah so not only was he a great quarterback for the university of washington he brought in another great quarterback for the university of washington and sunny six killer yeah i guess i didn't read far enough to read that but i did see that he said that he was kind of his mentor like and i forget what the quote was but it was like one of like the greatest huskies ever or something like that according to sunny yeah it's sweet i mean it's hard to kind of have a lens into that era of football and like obviously yeah th- this brand of football that we're seeing now is a lot shinier and fancier and more fun to watch probably it's a different sport um, so now. it makes it so like it, it's hard to even motivate yourself to like go back and be like oh i want to look at like are there any clips on youtube of the 1960 huskies you know but like through like i guess just his story now we are offered an opportunity to, to yeah for some reason this guy reminds me of uh you know do you guys recall the movie leatherheads uh, i've not George seen Clooney? it but i recall it it's iconic guy's, yeah i <laughs> yeah neither did i i just i'm just recalling it as well and this guy strikes me this guy strikes me as a george <laughs> not a bad Clooney, thing. uh f- football player yeah certainly not a bad thing yeah probably, probably. I, i'd say a plus <laughs> Luke, you know how you describe yeah young fans going back and wanting to check out his clips but then realizing that this is such a watered down version of football that it just yeah, kind of seems silly we know it as i i wonder if in 50 60 years is it because is i'm sure in the 60s like when bob was playing that style of football was just it was super intense it was like it was like watching like a Star Wars uh, a battle scene, and, and nowadays it's kind of it doesn't seem as cool now because we, we've become so immune to CGI. Yeah. 
But back then, I'm sure that was really high intense action. You know, those 17 seven games. Oh yeah, and, uh, and getting that one well, touchdown to win it. But I wonder what members of that team, like that played with him, now watch Husky football and think. You know, like do they see a Chico McClatcher screen go the distance and be like, "Oh, that's that's soft I could have done football." That. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> Bush yeah. League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What if he it, this is this would be even crazier. What if like football just gets so soft to the point where there's a renaissance of just this like smash mouth 60s football like eradicate not just yeah, because receivers throw out the forward the pass. concussion like, rate we're just with running the ball every, we're running high, wedges. So we're gonna we're gonna focus on Yeah. So we're gonna start yeah, getting other people. It, it would, that's kinda of what rugby is. Just you just have to run it forward yeah. and block for your team. Have you ever watched rugby <laughs> yeah. live? I would. That would be. Yeah, one of I my buddies plays cl- club rugby times. here at UW, and it's an unbelievable sport to watch. Oh, really? I've watched uh, the the oh. Sea Wolves on Root Sports, just probably about like yeah. once, and I don't even know how the well, time Root is. Yeah, Sports, it, I think they it's wouldn't broadcast but, that if it wasn't making money or garnering a viewership so there's clearly a built-in audience yeah, i guess maybe because seattle west yeah. coast maybe well, some how big is root sports is i, I guess know. region i yeah. mean the north i don't even think i don't oh, think like, it goes out as far as Montana. Oh, it does, okay. just yeah you're right mayors and stuff like that uh, yeah. from what i've been able to yeah. gather about rugby in the northwest like some like western oregon and bellingham and like for some reason those are i guess just Popular and why did I call it Western Washington? You know, like it, rugby, rugby, Central Washington rugby Boise is State. nationally ranked. Yeah, it's like so. Yeah, Pac twelve rugby is kind of a joke popular. compared to. Yo, yeah, yeah Pac twelve. I'm pretty sure Pac twelve rugby is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not even recognized as a varsity sport. No, yeah. So, well, but it's usually just funny. top rugby like, teams are like video games are more recognized. E gaming is pretty big in, in the Pac twelve. Of course, that is just one school. E gaming at UW. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah, it has its niche at every school. I don't but. think they want you to call it a niche, but <laughs> e- yeah. e-gaming is well, taking off. Kind of what it is, right? So now. Mike Leach's uh, insurgent warfare class during the final project, students had to submit football plays, and that would kind of fit the air raid system. You know, Mike Leach teased like I might even I might even use some of these if the situation calls for it. And you know, for a class that doesn't count, you know, it's it's not gonna go into the record. Uh, the the attention to detail on some of these plays, I was kind of impressed that the students put this much effort into something that, like I said, doesn't really count for anything in their grade book. I mean, the word of play is a little overly yeah. complicated. Yeah, I mean, they, they a lot of times they assume the quarterback would have like twelve well, plus seconds yeah. to throw the ball or or run the you know go through the uh, the the motions and the in the laterals and the so I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think it's even possible for any any of these to be used in the game. Well, yeah. Here's here's what I here's what I thought. I and and obviously I am hypercritical of denied you. <laughs> this because well we all know why. Yes, we all know why. We won't get into that. But I thought like yes, there were the the like super ridiculous plays, but there were also like the just like way too simple play. It's like there were somewhere it was just like a basic like shallow cross concept. And it's like, oh, okay, come on, like yeah. this is already in the playbook. Like, what are you, what are you writing this play for? Like, this is going to be used at least a hundred times this season. Like, be be creative. Like, you have an opportunity for Mike Leach to choose your play to identify you as a creative football mind, and 
you just rip I mean not rip you just take a play out of Madden yeah. and and throw it on like come on now but there are like as you said Micah too like there were some people who probably thought it was like all right this is my time to be that creative mind yeah. and then what just way yeah. overdo it God, you know I I think what I would have done is probably like you know maybe try and do like an adaptation of Big Gulp Left like something something that is like Cre- creative and, and uh, unorthodox, but Reasonable. still is like within. Yeah, it's within the realm of possibility. Like maybe like a a big gulp left trick yeah, play trick or something like that. That these these kids came up with. There was yeah, one where I don't know, but three quarterbacks are put in the backfield, and there was only one offensive lineman, the center, and Leach was very. He didn't just trash it. You know, he didn't just say. Like, why would you have three quarterbacks? You're not going to spread them out and do a double pass. He kind of threw out some. Uh, so if we're going to have one offensive lineman in the middle of the field, and you know the left tackle and the left guard are on one side, and reflecting on the other side is the other guard and tackle. Let's throw a screen pass. Let's try. Let's try and get upfield with this. Uh, so you, you know he wasn't yeah. just throwing these in a garbage can. He was trying to correct them and actually grade them like a teacher. But also, well, yeah. What, what's also Kind of, if I were a student, I'd be a little disappointed to see mine posted, which means it's not going to be ran. You know, Mike Leach isn't going to post pictures of the plays on that he's going to run on Twitter. You don't think he's forgotten about this class? So, and like, like I- anything that was created, it's not going to. No, back. I think what's I think what he's going to I think he'll I think he'll do it next year too. I I, I feel like this year he does not because. Maybe not everyone knows that only 40 people signed up for the class, but he knows, and it mm-hmm. irks him the wrong way. And he, he's going to try and, like, okay, first year, you kind of build the publicity up of it a little bit. You have all these, you know, features, you know, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, all these people coming out, The Athletic, coming to write about it. Maybe next year, I think it'll the be excitement lower. will I be a little bit higher. More people, will be, more people will be willing to, to write the 400 words to get into the class. I don't know. I mean, you could be right, but I, I think I think they're going to give it another year, just out of disappointment for the turnout mm-hmm. of year one. I think they're going to I think they're going to give it a second shot. But I wonder. I really do wonder if they're going to take oh, one of those plays well, and like and actually that's an use interesting, it. They said it's. Do you think you'll be able to opener, notice right? against who? Yeah, they said it's in the season opener. Uh oh my goodness. Um, is yeah. That see, Nor- like, Northern so why Colorado? not? Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's right. Th- but I, like, what I'm wondering is like, am I gonna clearly notice like when they walk, when they run out and get in the formation? I'm like, okay, this is the play that a student created, or is it going to blend in well, with the offense? Well, there's plenty of plays that are and, more simple. Just the ones that were wacky that got leaked or got posted on on the different platforms. No, I'd say I'd say equal amount. Of very yeah, basic right. and wacky. So I feel like I would have thrown out, especially with Max Borgie or something like that. Like I wish they still had James Williams because it would have been made this easier. But I think it would be cool, yeah. like kind of the same idea of like creative, but within the realm of possibility. Because I, I don't know, I don't think Washington State does much of this, but I think it would be interesting to throw out some sort of wildcat look. You know, like have Ma- Max Borgie yeah, taking some direct snap and. Then I don't know what happened from there. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm. I just to. feel like there'd be a guaranteed at least three or four yards out of a Max Borgia quarterback. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't I mean, work the Huskies, every play, but <laughs> I'd be curious to know what the Huskies' wildcat 
uh, numbers were with Miles Gaskin. Like, I, I feel like they had to have. Didn't, I feel like they got some good touchdowns out of. Out yeah, of I mean, that's what I was going to say. Their, their yards per carry might not be that high because they scored so much on it from like the three. You know, uh, I'm looking at a play right now. It's a quarterback option, and it's it's not a double, uh, an option or a triple option. It's a five. I don't know what a five would be, but it's not even. A, it's like it's like more than a quadruple option. Yeah. The triple like, option with a shovel option or something. Well, yeah, I know there's, there's a shovel option, and then there's also the slot coming over. So, like, it, so they're running the option to the right side, and then the slot on the left side of the field comes runs a post, and he can also option. Yeah, he can option with the to, RPO, and, yeah. and, and, and then uh, and, and then he can also throw it to uh, the slot receiver on the right side, who's running like a, a three, uh, like a five yard out route, and <laughs> maybe that's what I would have done. Maybe like a like an air raid <laughs> RPO option kind of because you you it, there really isn't but it would be pretty seamless RPOs i feel like and and i don't see why it wouldn't work because i yeah, mean i guess the I whole mean, idea like with the rpo you have to get it out quick so you aren't called for having an ineligible lineman downfield and that's like yeah the foundation of the air raid yeah so i mean it, i feel like it would work i don't know maybe so yeah, I, I mean i i think that he's already kind of forgotten about the class and by the time football season actually arrives He's not going to input any of this. That's you know, it, it's it'll be out of his it'll be out of his mind, and the idea of the class coming back next year, never really heard any rave reviews right now, and it's kind of like the second edition of a movie isn't ever going to be as popular as the first one. Um, this kind of like when it peaked. So, I think that I think that the the WSU we'll students only time will tell. Like I've kind of moved on from this Mike Leach yeah. class idea. Yeah. Well, they they proved. Jackson, they did, proved you ever, did you ever find your collateral that. guy that got rejected with you? No, dude, I never did. I never did. You know, I found out. Like, I feel like I found out towards the end of the semester, and it was like it just wasn't. I was worth so it. busy, and I would have loved. Yeah, it was just like you know what? This I don't know how. I would feasibly do this because the university wouldn't tell me. So without doing anything, just, I just didn't see how it would be illegal. possible. Going through like records. <laughs> yeah, without well, not yeah, not necessarily legal, but also just like not embarrassing myself, like going to the internet. That's and a little saying, I need to find like yeah. you know <laughs> shows, these shows two. You, yeah, it's like, just, it just seemed a little ridiculous. I wanted to do it quietly, be smooth about but it. But you can't yeah. really do it quietly. Otherwise, it looks like Michael Lee yeah. just in your head and like you, you know, he's just being, he's just. Being the guy that we all yeah. know he is, somebody that's going to try and uh, manipulate his opponents. Mm-hmm. And not that you're an opponent, but in this situation, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of look mm-hmm. like an enemy. So. Kind of am, kind of am. Uh, yeah. Trey Tinsley is like, what can he do right now in May? Because I assume that guys like Tinsley and also like Jake Hayner aren't just twiddling their thumbs until fall camp. Mm-hmm. They got to be doing something right now to still give themselves a fighting chance come August. What, what what's the best they can do right now to you know impress the coaches and kind of get ahead of Anthony Gordon or Jacob Eason right now? I think that's funny that you paired Tinsley yeah. and Hayner together, opposed to Gordon and Hayner and Tinsley and Eason. That's interesting. Is, am I a little biased? You know what I'm saying? Assuming that Eason and Gordon are in the driver's seat. Yeah, by assuming I, I that, call myself realistic. Yeah, well, I'm I'm saying you're biased by assuming that Hayner is the the inferior quarterback. Well, well just go two. with it. <laughs> but Jackson, that's my example I'm giving right now. <laughs> um, you know, I be this is the time when it's all you know 
you're self self coached. You you coordinate the throwing. You go out. You you're texting the receivers. You look kind of desperate doing that. Waits to to run like, routes. Why, why is Tinsley inviting me well, to do I mean, seven what, on seven right now? You're you're <laughs> a division one quarterback. You better be desperate if you're trying to try. Tinsley's to being a tryhard right now. He's trying team. to get his receivers on the same page with him right now. That's that is a, that is what. No, it's, it's good do. to take initiative. You, in yeah. the summer, you text your receivers, you go out in the field, and you you run routes, and you do yeah. that kind. Of, I mean, it's it's that kind I mean, of I think stuff. A little bit of you know, film. If, if I remember correctly, like isn't this about? I mean, not this, but like June, about the time that people started to say like Aaron Fuller's kind of emerged as like U Dub's least like. We, well, we only believe figure. that is. Browning said that he said Browning was going to yeah, but oh, he said that but, Fuller was going to be. But a I think guy. he he kind of cited that like because of stuff they did in the summer. Is oh, that, is that right, not yeah. correct? Right. So I mean, I think yeah. at least just in terms of yeah, yeah. like th- this is kind of I mean it's stupid, but I feel like this is kind of like the all right, like it's all on the players, right? Like the coaches can't be there, so it's like if guys are going out and making themselves available to get extra work in, like that's when you start to build maybe like just if nothing else the familiarity or chemistry mm-hmm. advantage yeah and I, I mean i would imagine if you're if you're an underclassman quarterback you might be a welcoming the yeah. new freshman coming in because they, they'll be reporting sooner rather than later uh you know try and win over the locker room with uh For sure with getting on the freshman side you know every every head counts i, I you know I, I really don't know it you know it's it's funny you ask me but I would. That's kind of what I would imagine. It's best you can do is, right is now. What's going on? Because yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. set up a meeting with Coach Leach and and, and show him. Hey, yeah, let me no. prove it to you. Kind of off limits. There are rumors time. that yeah. the NCA video game could return, and and this this ties in with uh, the player likeness, uh, being able to make money on yeah. an image that would open a door for the NCA paying these athletes like two hundred dollars each to feature them in a game. You know. I guess you would be able to use your last name in that situation because you're literally using them as opposed to before where you just put their exact number and height and, and skin tone and, and just say, oh, that's just the guy we made up. Uh, if if they brought back the NCA video game, how much would this affect your life? Because to me, I mean, you can't really duplicate your childhood. You can't really duplicate no. the joy that it brought you. For I mean, me, I still think it, I think it would greatly impact my life and negatively impact like my my marriage or my yeah my work life you know what i mean your relationship with your kids i love ncaa like i still play (laughs) ncaa 14 to this day it's amazing uh this is off top but i'm just thinking that like we mentioned esports earlier there have been many a times that i've considered like streaming nca 14 there has to be be a market for that right like there has to like i don't think it's millions of people but tens of thousands sure right and like there are guys who do it, yeah. and I like am just objectively a better NCAA player than they are. And <laughs> like I don't know, I mean, just the ridiculous things that happened in that game. Like I told you guys that the, the computer generated a kicker named Charles Manson, and yeah, just yeah. stuff like that. Like it's just yes, an unbelievable yes, yeah. game that the world deserves. Yeah, well, I I had a oh yeah, go ahead. See my f- my or yeah my favorite part of the oh, NCAA yeah. is the dynasty mode. And I, if they were to bring it back, I see some real opportunities to really make this realistic. I including the transfer portal, so all these false promises. Oh yeah, and, I mean you know how the recruiting goes. You just 
best recruits, you just make a ton of false promises, and then they're there for four years, yeah, and, and there's nothing they can do about NCAA it. 14. You have a stacked team. I would love to see a transfer portal. Um, yeah, viol- oh, NCAA yeah. violations. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> I mean, they'd never they'd never include that, but you know, something to really like bring the game yeah, into bring it to 20, life. <laughs> into to, I guess the, the the new decade. Yeah, because I assume it won't be out. If if it were to actually happen, it probably at the it, earliest. See, you, would usually, be I'm not like MLB the show and NBA 2K have. I feel like kind of gone overboard with in in terms of your creative player uh, storylines. But yeah. I think some NCAA yeah. storylines would be epic, <laughs> right? Would that not be amazing? Like they yeah, could really, yeah, yeah. they could really that would be do fun. something awesome with that. Like what? Could you what if you're getting recruited they, in high school yeah. and like, gosh, I don't know. Some SEC Shaped booster character. shows up at yeah. your house with like a briefcase, <laughs> and you're like, "What is this?" You know? <laughs> I I would love that too. I because the thing is, like, they never damage the. I wish there would be a, a sports video game that was okay oh, yeah. with damaging the brand. Like, if you ever notice, and you're playing Madden, no one ever gets hurt via concussion. Oh, you'll never see is that injuries true? Like via zero. concussion. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this is empirically, but I, like I've noticed when I'm playing, no one gets hurt because of a concussion. I think Madden and might be like, the same way. Now that I think about okay, it, okay, this is the yeah. most like common injury in football. How is this not happening? It's like they just won't take shot, and you'll realize the best brand, like the most profitable brands, are okay with taking shots at themselves. Like it's just a part of the game. It and it makes it more real. Therefore, fans like it more. I would love to see the NCAA being okay with, you know, admitting their faults via the video If you have more interactive storylines that use the real-life players, that opens the door for more of these college athletes to use their likeness and have voiceovers and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, have, if you're doing a UW story, have Sermon come in and kind of voices frustrations through a video game. You know, it's it's, it's, it's just for the game, right? Like, Uh, it's, it's a good way to... It's a good and 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 you'd also have your own like creative player and you could also yeah. use him and but well, yeah and like gosh I don't know I mean I'm just thinking of they, they could go way too far with this like it's a good thing that I'm not on their creative team but like, <laughs> how sweet would it be like if as a coach doing dynasty you could go to like a seven on seven tournament or something like that like in recruiting so was like you recruited around funny. kids like you didn't net like not all of the recruiting was done talking to the kids but you're talking to aau coaches and Off, i mean not yeah. aau yeah same seven thing. on seven coaches yeah offer exactly. a seventh grader things stuff like, like that. that and then <laughs> that your scouting isn't always right uh like it, it scouts 100 percent accurately yes. the other ones that's that's what I that's what I can't stand about the just the unrealistic like no kid yeah. there's never any burnouts why does no one ever burn out yes I would and love everyone to see progresses between four and six overall every single se- like off season and it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah like yeah I want I want a a sixty overall player the the walk on who ends up being the gem who yeah. progresses like the twenty points overall. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, no. you know, you don't get those those kind of stories in there, which which ultimately on the back end makes you want to play less because you feel, you know, I'm a kind of guy who will grind through like seven yeah. or eight seasons through that, and then like you'll kind of get to this point where it's like yeah. this just so, feels so, so like, repetitive. Like yeah. sign the best players, 
It gets fresh. Win every game. Like it's fun. It's fun to start at like repeat. Tulane or something like that, and then you go. You win, yeah. You like yeah, win and then, some bo- like big bowl games. You move conferences. Like that's pretty cool that you can shift conferences. Then you win a national championship, yeah. and then you move on mm-hmm. to your dream job. And then like you, you're either stuck. Like yeah. actually, no, this is funny. Like my buddy started at Toledo, and like every single year, for no matter where he went for the rest of time, he would play Toledo in the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> like he made them such a yeah, it was made unbelievable. Them a like they were, uh, it was ridiculous. And you get to the point where it's like you can only have so many like six five receivers that run sub four four forties, and it's just like this is so unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> went from Toledo to UCLA, and uh, he like. I think it was like his sixth season, like on Heisman difficulty, hung back to back to back 100 point games. <laughs> it's just like, it's so stupid. Yeah. See, like, that's that's what we need to see change from from NCA 14 to but the issue the future NCA. They should, but they like there are so many awesome glitches in the old NCA games that need to stay forever. <laughs> like, I'm, there's this one. My my favorite one is a. Uh, Actually, no, I have several favorites. There was one uh, when he was at, when he started at Toledo, if he ever at home on offense tried to calm down the crowd after a big player, like when they were driving, the yeah. crowd would just go berserk. Like <laughs> they would go from like 80 decibels to like 130. There, there'd be glitches where there'd be zero oh. crowd noise, which was also just so awkward. Like you oh, hear yeah. the really cheesy communications yeah. between players on the field like pre-snap and it's just oh there's so many amazing things that can never leave who would you guys like on the cover outside of trevor lawrence oh that's that's interesting because now they can start to do guys that are in school if they can uh do the likeness thing um no that's what i mean yeah i mean they have to pay them a little bit hmm. more i mean yeah you definitely have like pay levels and you might have players opt out like that's their right it's, it's, i mean it's to like this like they can choose what what to use it for yeah obviously this guy's gone but it would be cool to have like the colin klein of or those level of quarterbacks like jordan lynch like mm-hmm. the kind of not necessarily i guess kansas state it was a power five but yeah like out of the out yeah. of the top tier just like the yeah the that everybody loves like just a national hero yeah like and obviously, oh, Gardner would have but like having like if like oh. Gardner Minshew would have been like a perfect, just like a really fun story. Not obviously not the best quarterback in the country, but like definitely the most fun story out of college football. A, you know, players like that that yeah, would be that'd be super cool. I agree that would with be that. cool. If you're just trying to sell as many copies as possible from last season, you just put Kyler Murray on there. So it just kind of depends on the, yeah. the, the image that EA. That's wants. true, but that, that's uh, you know. I was uh, trying to avoid, or that was exactly mm-hmm. what we yeah, were trying to Trevor avoid. Yeah, just Trevor Lawrence on the cover. Right? <laughs> ago, you know, not taking the, so the first-tier quarterback. So in Los Angeles right now, Kenner Cup, the brother of Cooper Cup, will be joining his brother. And this is actually pretty cool because Davis High School in Yakima has now produced more NFL talent in the last three years than like Bothell and Skyline, Eastside Catholic. So, because, I mean, they both come from Yakima. So that's, that's, a, that's a pretty rare accomplishment. This and, is true. Like, I was wondering. To be fair, they've produced more NFL talent than a well, lot of notably the powerhouses, though, because we we I mean we you you don't expect the two A schools to produce NFL players. Yeah, but you would expect Bothell, like outside of Johnny true. Hecker. To, the, Davis is four A. Davis two A. Five hundred students. 
Yeah, you, you just, I think you just said two Yeah, no, but you, you wouldn't... Ex- well, I mean, if we say every school in the state, like Davis has produced more NFL talent than every school in the state, that would... Inc- that- yeah. I would, they've exactly, produced more yeah. than most of the But you just expect, A's. like I said, Bothell yeah. and Skyline to produce more NFL talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... True, true. Do you think that if Kenner wasn't related to Cooper Cup, that he would get the same opportunity? Like, you, like that he would be on the, the Rams' radar? It was a was it was it a mini was it like a rookie mini camp invite? Uh, rookie what was free agent the deal? contract? I think he's was on it? board. Okay, then because if it, if that's the case, then yeah, I think that's a total <laughs> handout. But if it was a if it was a mini camp invite, it doesn't mean much. Then yeah. you know, there's some more. There's I guess it's more merit because yeah, a lot of a lot of guys get that. I think that's probably. I bet you Cooper. Was up there. Ta- I, I I don't know the Rams GM, but saying hey, let's see what let's see what we can make something happen. For, it might elevate both their play. Brother. Might boost morale. Make Cooper Cup a little hot. I doubt it. <laughs> Unless it's special teams. Cooper Cup I might like it. having his brother. They, on they've kind of thrown together a pretty unique stable of linebackers there, though. With like Samson Abukum and Corey true. Littleton. Like I love Corey Littleton, but that's they have Clay Matthews there yeah. now. Yeah, it just That's it's right. interesting. Play, for sure. Atlanta yeah. misfit toys right now. I mean, those guys have nothing in common, like age or school, like coming from a big school or not. Uh, also, uh, I think what you're referring more is like this, like a tryout. Uh, Jackson is what Simba Webster just got for from the Rams because he just signed as well. The 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 rookie minicamp is over. I know that. Um, but that's what, like, you know, Logan Tago, Kyle Sweet, all those guys, they got rookie minicamp invites. And I don't know if that was the same thing as the younger Cup got. But, you know, I don't know. Regardless, good opportunity for him. We're always supportive of all the Not Washington many of athletes. Not many of them go to the NFL. But, <laughs> Probably less yeah, than well, I think overall, there's less than 10 in this last draft. And if you include uns- uh, un- undrafted free agents... Well, I'm what I was saying, particularly the athletes that are that's what I'm saying. born and that's raised saying. from yeah, Washington guys that are, are, are native to Washington. I think probably less than ten of them went to the NFL. Which don't get me wrong, it's still you know a solid amount from one class. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's a solid amount, solid representation like from from Washington Wyoming State and some of those other states. So, all right, well yeah. let's get ready to start yeah, wrapping yeah. it up. You can check us out every single Tuesday. We're the only weekly year-round college football podcast in Washington. iTunes or Google Play. We're available on all those platforms. And you can follow us on Twitter at Micah underscore Chen, at Luke Monger, and at Jackson M. Garner. Any questions that you may have, send them our way. For myself, Luke, and Jackson, we are signing off. Thank you guys for listening.